0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus Ministries featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible. So stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. So uh, I'm going to get into some other things with you in a minute, but I'm going to interject one question for you. So with all of this and all the things you were going through, and then you met this guy that became your husband, what did he (laughs) think at first?
1: Yeah, he was incredible through it all. I mean, at first when I shared my my testimony with him, because by then I had gotten a lot more memories back um, of, of the actual ritual abuse that mm-hmm. took place. He just was like, wow. But I met him at church. So he oh. also understood freedom ministry. Okay, gotcha. And he had experienced his own freedom prayer. Uh-huh. And gotten delivered of his own things that he was struggling with and that okay. he had gone through. And so there was a healthy, like, understanding and a camaraderie. And a, right. we know that this was the enemy, uh-huh. but he was kind of like, wow, I haven't heard that before. That's, <laughs> I don't know really how to respond to that, but okay, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, telling him is one thing, but him choosing to choose me Correct. and walk with me in life, uh, you know, more things would come up and we would have to pray through them. And there were times when, when I would, my fear would come up or my, you know, just shame or vulnerability of, of having a hard time letting him into my heart. I wanted right. to push him away sometimes right. or just have it be me and Jesus. Cause we were good. Right.
0: We gotta, right. we gotta, we
1: gotta invite somebody else into this relationship. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Right. That's really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And so very vulnerable, but he, I remember there were, there was one time in our marriage that I, we were just working through something. And I remember just feeling so like in the mess like mm-hmm. if you could picture it my, the picture i had in my head even in while we were talking and praying through some stuff was i was literally in a garbage dump wow. i mean it was disgusting i was yeah. sitting among the filth right. and my husband is literally not in the vision but in real life he's saying let me into your mess. Mm. Let me in. And I literally saw him in the vision crawl into my garbage dump and sit with me. Now he wasn't going to stay with me there because that's not healthy, but he was going to help get me out. And so, but I had to choose to get out too. So there's that healthy balance, but you know, he has been such a, uh, so used by God to speak truth over me and to speak who I am That's and good. my calling, which I'll share more even on how the book came about was largely because of him. Okay. Um, be, well, because of something that the Lord used him to do and to speak over me. But he He really has been my, not only my rock, but I mean, my my best friend who I can run with and be 100% fully known and 100% fully loved. And that's the heart of Jesus. And if a human being can do that, right. how much more does Jesus right. exactly. do?
0: Yes. Exactly. So, so it's very so healing. That's good. So we're going to go into the authorship and everything else. Just one second.
1: But yeah, first, no, you're fine.
0: So for those who are listening, who are dealing with fear and anger and all these other things, what would you say specifically how to press through this, how to get, how to deal with it? What can you tell them if you're staring each other right in the face right now? What would you say?
1: So I had a a gal, a friend of mine, who was she was coming out of drug addiction, mm-hmm. and she, she was covering up her own fears and her own emotions with, uh, with with drugs as self medicating, mm-hmm. and she had a counselor that said to her, uh, he said, Katie, what's on the other side of fear? And she said. I don't know. And he said, everything you've ever wanted. Wow. That's good. Everything you've ever wanted, everything your heart has ever desired. Every, everything God has for you is on the other side of fear. And so I would say to the people listening, I hope that puts, first of all, a passion in you to go, I want to get to the other side of fear right. to get to everything my heart desires, right. fear or anger or shame, mm-hmm. whatever it is that is standing there as that, that, uh, bully, because I mm-hmm. really is what it is. It's just a really big spiritual bully. Right. Um, and there, I would say there's just Oh my gosh just a couple of simple steps. It's literally saying Jesus you have to have a surrendered life to Jesus yeah. because if you don't have a surrendered life to Jesus and you haven't given your heart to him right. then you can't do it on your own. You have to have Jesus. He is our conqueror. He is the one who will go before us and destroy our enemies. And so it's saying, Jesus, I believe that you died for me and you Mm -hmm. rose from the dead and you are alive. Lord, would you come and fill me with your spirit, with your Holy spirit and come and I invite you and I, and I, I want to surrender my life. I don't want to live my life based on my own ways anymore. I want to do it. Um, to follow you because you are the truth. You will lead me into truth. And so that's the first thing to do. And then the second thing um, is what I'll share too, is a little more in depth when we talk about the authorship, and mm-hmm. how god brought me into that but we it's something called a Kairos moment this was something that i my church had taught me uh, I'm laughing. laughing because
0: we, <laughs> we we did a whole series that was like one of our bestsellers was oh. about that that same thing but go i could ahead. tell
1: i could tell by your reaction i'm like oh he gets it he knows he knows I do. um but you know a Kairos moment is where god just intervenes in your day it's like a lightning bolt goes off and you just mm-hmm. know it's from him mm-hmm. and so we learned about that in church and um and we had learned that when that happens, not if a Kairos moment happens, but when, because everybody will experience a Kairos moment if you pay attention. Um, So when that happens, you're supposed to ask yourself two questions. What is God saying to me? and what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So it's putting feet, putting action to that, putting feet to it. And so I would say that's the way to get on the other side of that fear is to first surrender our lives to Jesus, but then to say, God, what are you asking me to do? Mm -hmm. And then what am I going to do about it? And every step, each daily moment by moment step of doing what God asks you to do, Mm -hmm. you will bust through fear. And, and that is, so there's a partnership of, having healing through prayer. Right. So if somebody was sitting in front of me and they were saying, I got this issue that I'm really struggling with, I would say, let's pray and ask the Lord what the root of that issue is. So I would say meet with a godly friend, a pastor, or a counselor that can help Pray with you and seek the Lord, so that He will reveal to your heart where the root of that issue is. Right. Then you bring that to Jesus. So okay. first you have to have that relationship with Him. Uh, but when you bring <laughs> that, when the, you bring that pain before Him and you ask Him to take that, or you ask Him, or you maybe you've sinned and you've you've been caught in really a um, a hidden sin, mm-hmm. it's asking the Lord's forgiveness for that and then asking for the Lord's fresh, um, healing and forgiveness over you, you'll be able to walk out of that, but then there is the daily choice. So I think to continue to walk out of it, it's, it's using your, your mind, will, and emotions to say, to submit to Jesus as well. So we got to get free spiritually, but then we have to make decisions daily to choose him and say yes to him, which I've had to do so much. And it's really, it is hard, but with Jesus, we can do it. And he makes us stronger.
0: So excellent, well said. And I'm just laughing. I'm trying not to get too much into it because I'm trying to be the one who's hosting. Um, but um, now let's talk about how you became an author um, and then talk about the book and, and that whole journey.
1: Yeah, well, that really fits into the Kairos moment for me, because uh, even before the Kairos moment happened, we'll go back a year prior. So um, about seven years ago, okay. I was that's the beginning of my journey to authorship was seven years ago, and I was at my lowest point in. Um, Not necessarily, obviously lower than the abuse that had happened, but I just was feeling really, I had a lot of anxiety. I was dealing with depression. I had two little kids. Um, My daughter was around six at the time. My son was around two. And you know, mamas and dads with young kids, you just got to give, 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 give. And it's hard when you don't emotionally feel like you have much to give. And even just, you know, hormone levels and cortisol levels and everything gets out of whack with trauma, but then also with childbirth, it can do some crazy stuff to your body too. So I was really at my lowest of low. And, um, and I felt like just really, really felt like I just could barely put one foot in front of the other. And my husband one night, he said, Lauren, like, I, I know you are struggling. Let's pray. And let's ask the Lord if, if there's anything that he wants to speak to our hearts. Right. Right because we believe that God speaks to us today um, through the word, through, you know, through to our to our hearts and our minds. And so we we prayed and I was, you know, feeling real hopeless. So I was like, sure, it can't hurt. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, And so we we closed our eyes and we were praying. And and then after a couple of minutes, my husband lifted up his head and he said, Lauren, I hear God calling you an author. Mm. And I wanted to laugh. I felt like Sarah from the Bible who could <laughs> right. not get pregnant. Right. And then all of a sudden the Lord's telling her she's going to have a baby. And I can't even remember. She's like 90 years old. Right. And right. it just seemed so ridiculous. First of all, because I had no vision for that. I, I could barely get out of bed. I could barely take care of these crazy kids. I, I, just, I just couldn't even see it. But then secondly, I was not a great student. Um, I enjoyed college more than I did anything else, but it was really hard for me. I was not a good writer. Uh Um, I did not like reading. My dad would always want to go to bookstores and I would want to run the other direction. (laughs) Um, my sister, my twin sister was the best. I mean, smartest, brilliant. She was always in like the extra smart program she got a full ride scholarship. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, "Lord, you got the wrong person." You know, um but my husband said, "Lauren, let's just declare that God can do whatever he wants." Right. He can do whatever he wants. Right. So with my little tiny bit of mustard seed faith, I just said, "Jesus, I declare you can do the impossible. Mm-hmm. You could use me if you want to to be an author." Uh-huh. Okay, so I totally forgot about that. Forgot all about it cuz I'm like, "God, you'll do it if you want to do it. I can't force that." Yeah. Um a year later, I'm in the car with my daughter when she asked me a question that sparks the book. So um, again, we learned about Kairos moments right during that time uh, when my daughter asked me this question. So I knew what she's about to ask me when she says it, it's a Kairos moment for me. She said, mom, why are boys, why are boys more important than girls? And I said, what, what do you mean? And she said, well, mom, it seems like God thinks that boys are more important than girls because all we learn about in church are boys.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: And she was seven. And I thought, oh my goodness. And I, so I said, well, have you heard of, and I named off a few people, you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, what about Esther or Ruth? And she's like, I mean, I've heard of them, but we don't take the time to talk about these women. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about them. We talk about men every week. And to her, that was giving her the impression that God thought that boys were more important Wow! because if he's not talking about women, he doesn't use women, then. What are we doing? And so then so I mean, you know, her as this little seven-year-old must not be that important to him. And so that was devastating. And I knew that was a Kairos moment. Mm -hmm. God was wanting me to do something to answer her question. So I was gonna, I went on Google. I was just gonna buy her a book. I thought, well, let's go (laughs) through a study. Let's do this together. And at the time, there were only two, two books that I found for children about the women. Only Mm -hmm. two. Only two. And uh, a lot's happened in the last few years. I think the Lord has really put this on a lot of people's hearts. But, Mm -hmm. um, but the only two books that I found were, they, they talked about the women as princesses, which is not a bad thing necessarily, because I think little kids are drawn, little girls are drawn to princesses, but, but at the same time, it's not accurate Mm -hmm. and it's not, and 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 it sets them up as being what's the right word on a pedestal rather than normal people. And they were very proper Mm -hmm. and they were very, you know, just, and, and I'm thinking I'm not proper. (laughs) The women in the Bible that I read weren't proper. They were ordinary people who made mistakes and they had fears and they struggled, but they trusted God and he moved in their lives. So I thought, I want my daughter to to read about the women in the Bible that I've read about that are amazing Uh and heroic Right. And uh, and so one of the other reasons that I ended up writing a book for her was because the illustrations in these books that were out there, the illustrations were all Caucasian. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that has always been something that's been in my heart and mind. It has bothered me for Uh many years since childhood. Uh But when I I knew, first of all, this isn't accurate. Mm -hmm. They they were not Caucasians in the Middle East. Second of all when we in america are the ones who are sending out uh, you know cr- christian missionary curriculum across right. the globe even within america which is beautifully diverse right. and it's going across the globe i want kids in pakistan in right. india in right. africa and asia right. to see themselves in these stories exactly. because we are giving the same impression that my daughter had we're saying god only uses caucasians that's what a child will could get out of that through seeing just these um Caucasian images so I'm starting to was realize
0: just... I'm starting to realize we're kindred spirits here right
1: really oh I love it but
0: keep going keep going
1: oh amen well so yeah so then I I just I knew I had to do something about it so at the time the avenue that I went was self-publishing Okay. And so I, I went through, uh, many of you have heard of Zondervan and Thomas mm-hmm. Nelson. They have a self-publishing division called Westbow press. Okay. So I went through them and I self-published the old Testament only. That's all I wrote. Cause I could barely get that out, you know? So I did nine stories from the old Testament. Cause that's my favorite. I love mm-hmm. the old Testament women and wrote about them. And, uh, And then I got an illustrator through them as well that I was able to say, no, 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 change this, make (laughs) it like this, you know, and it was just a really wonderful experience. I do want to say, I did not, I still really did not know how to write at that, at that point. So my sister, the Lord used my sister (laughs) to hold my hand through it and help me find my voice.
0: That's good.
1: And so sometimes we think, oh gosh, I have this in my heart, but I'm not very good at it. I know God put it there, but I kind of like am lousy in this area. Uh-huh. He brings other people alongside you to help train you and equip you, That's so great. that it can come out and flow. So That's my great. sister helped me write that first half, okay. and then so then I I promoted that, which was really that was another area of busting through fear, uh-huh. because you know people could think, oh, this is self promotion. No, I got to tell if I have this this book and I don't don't tell anybody about it. What good is it going to do? So I had to let the, I had to let people know I had to speak in front of women's groups and different things. And so I busted through fear one step at a time. And yeah, it's that, it's that one foot in front of the other. What Uh opportunity is God putting in front of me? Even though seriously, I did want to throw up sometimes. (laughs) I hated getting in front of people. It was It was really hard. So sometimes you may feel like you're going to throw up, but that doesn't mean it it doesn't mean that you're not in God's will. It probably means you are. um, uh, Let me say
0: this. Let me emphasize that point, those that are listening. And that is, you know, sometimes it, you know, people get the wrong impression that, okay, well, God has something for me. So it's going to be roses, but it takes each one of us to put the effort in, to make that step, to open your mouth. The Bible often talks about, um, you know, even looking at in the book of Acts, when um, Pentecost, that time period. There's a little piece in there that says, and they opened their mouth and began to speak. And it yes. really talks about the fact that you have to at least do something. And so even with going to the other side with all the promises that you didn't have on that side of fear, um, you have to at least will to do that or desire to do that. And so we want to encourage you to, to hear what Lauren's saying and, and really apply that. Okay, Amen. now keep going.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I, I just, I had to continue to press through and then when COVID happened, um, and well, we're still kind of in it a little bit, but, um, but when in the middle of that, that's when the Lord said it's time to write the new Testament women. Okay. And so, um, I had the time to do it and I just felt the Holy spirit on it every time I would write. And I didn't need my sister's help anymore because she had helped me find my voice. And so I was able to write these and I just felt the Lord so strongly when I would write them. So then I thought, okay, God, I'm going to, I need an editor. He got me an editor and that editor said, Lauren, I actually have a connection with a publisher in New York, and right. I think they're going to love this. And right. so he, she said, let me connect you. So that publisher loved it. And they ended up saying, I don't want to have an Old Testament and a New Test- Testament separate. Let's put them together Good. and make one. And it's called She Rose of the Bible. Good. And uh, the first one was called She Rose of the Bible, but it was just women of the Old Testament. Now it's just She Rose, she Rose of the, of the Bible. Bible. Good for you. It's got them all. It has 20 stories, um, 26 women from the old and the new Testament that really faced their fears. And that's the thing that I fell in love with these women was that I related to them in, Mm -hmm. in, in struggling with fear. And I kind I came to realize that every single one of them dealt with fear, but God said, God showed up in the middle of it through their, their small mustard seed faith and he moved through them and did miraculous things, regardless of, if it was on the battlefield or praying for kids.
0: So let me ask you this. Um, If you had to pick one, and this is a hard one. Can you pick one that might be a slight favorite? I know they're all your favorites, but if there's one that's a slight favorite that that might reflect more in your personality or more in your life, what would who would that be?
1: It would be Mary Magdalene. Okay. Because um, she, as you know, the more I I learned about her studied, because for me, uh, with all of the women, I wanted to dive into the cultural context and the historical context, the church history context as well, um, because there's something deep in that. And as I learned about her, and even what the Bible said she was delivered from seven demons, right? that's a tormented woman. Yeah. I understood torment. Right, I right. did. My right. mind was tormented and he wanted me to go crazy. So right. when you read her story, the way that I felt like the Lord wanted me to write it was she's, she's, you know, laying in bed, absolutely tormented by these, by these things. I mean, it's, it's written in a way for kids that it's not too, you know, okay. it's not scary sounding, but But when Jesus enters the room, Mm -hmm. it's like a tidal wave of his love comes and there's freedom that she experiences. So I think I relate to her in that way. And then she also, when she was delivered, became a disciple. Yeah. Now She's not one of the 12 that we right. talk about as much, right. but she was a disciple. The Bible mm-hmm. says that she, she um, gave money toward the ministry and, yes. and helped pay for, for yes. where people would stay and where they would eat as they followed Jesus. Right. And so she was with him and she told others about him and she right. loved people into the kingdom. And she was the first to see him right. when he was raised from the dead. She exactly. was, that is an honor. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just, I love her. I, right. I just have a special place in my heart for her, but I also really love the old Testament when <laughs> and there's some real good ones in there too.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So look, um, so as we're winding this up, let me ask you a couple of quick things. One is how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, how can they get a, a copy of the, the book? She Rose? Um, and then what's next on your plate? What are you doing?
1: Yeah. So my, the best way to get a hold of me is on my website. My website is Lauren And it's, Lauren is L A U R E N, and then the letter L Nelson N E L S O N dot com, and then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Sheiros of the Bible. Okay. So, and Rose is just spelled like Heroes with a S in the front. Uh, but yeah, and then you can purchase. Currently, you can purchase books on my website. Um, I have copies available now, and then it'll be out everywhere in December. December seventh, okay. it'll be available everywhere. Currently, you can pre-order it um, from lots of different retailers online. And, um, and then you can also get the e-copy, you know, e-version of it as well that way, but yeah.
0: And then what's next for you? Are you going to write something else or what? Yes,
1: I'm already, I, so I, (laughs) I'm started my next one, which is about the, the heroic, christian women of the faith so i'm not okay. sure the title if it'll be sheroes of the faith or what it will be <laughs> um because that'll be up to my publisher if they still really like that title but um i talk about cory ten boom okay. and i talk about um harriet tubman uh-huh. and i talk about jeanette lee mm-hmm. uh who was in china and then there was just there's just oh there's so many women that the ward has uh, amy carmichael uh-huh. and so i've already those are the ones that i've already started writing okay. um so i have four or five, I think maybe five. Um, Mahalia Uh is another one. I don't know um, if people have heard of her. Mahalia Jackson. She was a gospel singer. Right. And whoa, was she, man, she, Jesus (laughs) used her and people don't always think, oh, gospel music as heroic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Read her story. She's amazing.
0: She's like, she's one of my, uh, my mother-in-law's favorites.
1: Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I got to spend a lot of time watching documentaries and, and watching YouTube videos of her right. and wow, she is incredible. So right. I'm really excited about that. Um, there'll be 20. That's my goal is to have 20 stories in that one as well. Um, and then even a with, reason
0: for the number of 20, they have 20 in there.
1: I just, that's how many I found in okay. first heroes of the Bible. And so, um, You know, I would have done more if I could find more in the Bible of these heroic women, but that's it. So I thought that'd be kind of cool to have the same amount. We'll see. You know, the Lord may have other plans. I'm not going to force it into 20. If he's like, you're done at 18, I'll be done at 18. (laughs) (laughs) Or there's 22, then there'll be 22. Yeah. But, and then I also have started a, um, a few years ago, I started a, a, basically my own story Uh, In in writing. And so I don't know what that will look like yet. I don't feel like I'm released to to do something to finish that up yet. But that may end up being like a women's Bible study. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But I I think I want people to be delivered from fear and shame and rejection. And I and I pray that they will be as they as they not only read my story, but see themselves in it as well.
0: Good. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to spend with us today. Thank um, you. It was fabulous. Um, um, I connect. I, personally, I was trying to say, OK, I'm the host. Let me just stop getting into it too much. <laughs> Let her talk. But um, your story is fabulous. I think you're highlighting the right things and very important for all of us to consider. All of Amen. us to spend time reading. I would encourage all the listeners to just check out Lauren and, and see the She-Rose mm-hmm. as it comes out and give her support. I think when, when people are led and produce products like this, books in this case, Uh, we should try our best to support them so that they can be used to do more. Um, For those that are hearing this, I want to make sure that, one, that you absorb it. You can listen to it as many times as you want on any of the favorite podcast sites that you have. Make it plain, of course. Um, But (laughs) I want to make sure that you share this with others. So maybe there's a friend or a relative that um, may not have heard it yet, but give them the link so that they too can hear about She-Rose and about her story and, and other things. And I, I think it will be a blessing to them. So until next time, I want to thank you all and get ready for the next episode of Make It Plain. God bless.